Mesachas Tamai, Perkei Mishnah Gimel, 5.3. To understand this Mishnah, a bit of background is required. The rule is when one has two things, let's say two baskets of fruits or two loaves of bread, whatever the story may be, and he has to take tithes. So one could take from either one of those baskets, um, meaning that if there's, for argument's sake, a hundred grapes in the two baskets, one has to take two grapes out to be truma, and he could take the two grapes from either of the two baskets on behalf of both baskets, or for that matter, one grape from each of the two baskets. It wouldn't make a difference. Uh, but that all assumes that the two baskets are equal in terms of their obligation to be tithed. If one of the baskets had already been tithed, making that basket chulin, while the other baskets had not yet been tithed, making that basket tevel, untithed produce, so then one couldn't take from one basket on behalf of the other. That is to say, if there were 50 grapes in one of the baskets and it hadn't been tithed yet, you want to take one-fiftieth of the grapes to be trumagadola, which is the normal requirement, you need to take one grape and give that to a Cohen. You cannot, however, take that one grape from the other basket, the already tithed chulen basket, on behalf of the untithed table basket. That would be totally ineffective. That is to say, if you took a grape out of the chulen basket and said, this is trumagadola on behalf of the tevel basket, nothing would happen. The grape that you took remains chulen, and the basket that hasn't been tithed remains totally untied tevel. And similarly, if you tried to tithe the already tithed chulen, let's say for a second time, so you pulled a grape out of the tevel and said, this grape will be trumagadola on behalf of the other basket, which already has been tithed, and it's already chulen, then that grape would remain tevel, does not become truma, totally ineffective. So again, therefore the rule is you can't tithe one batch of produce on another batch uh, if they don't share the same level of obligation. Now when it comes to demai, it's a little tricky because when you're buying, let's say, from two different suppliers, you've got two different Amar suppliers and they're both giving you grain. So if you have two baskets now of grain, there's an obligation with the abundant to tithe both baskets, each basket, I should say. And Midoraisa, there's an obligation to tithe neither basket. So the demai obligation ostensibly applies equally to both of the baskets. However, um, and what I'm, how I'm explaining now is, is uh, not universally understood this way, but I'm going to explain this way to make it straightforward and explain the Mishnahis in the following manner so they're consistent and most easy way to understand. Um, there is a rabbinic obligation to not rely on the Doraisa principle of rove, majority. That is to say, as we explained previously, the majority of produce from an Amaharetz is tithed properly, at least in the time of the Mishnah. And therefore, from a Torah perspective, there's no obligation to take tithes on anything. However, the rabbi said, because such a significant minority of the produce is not tithed properly, so there's a rabbinic obligation to not rely on the principle of everything goes after the majority. And therefore, you have to tithe out of doubts, perhaps a second time, of produce that's purchased from an Amaretz. Which means that since it's not a positive rabbinic requirement to tithe a second time, but rather a rabbinic requirement not to rely on rove to tithe out of doubt, so therefore each of the two baskets that came from two different suppliers do not actually have the same obligation in terms of tithing. 
They're both demai, and both need to be tied. A demai needs to be tied. However, if they came from two different suppliers, since we're aware that one of the suppliers may have tithed and one may have not, one is not allowed to rely on tithing from one on behalf of the other. So, for example, if you got a supplier provide you with a basket of 100 grapes, and that supplier of grapes is an amaretz, so there's an obligation because of demai to take up the trumas meister, 1% of those grapes, meaning one grape. If another supplier brought you another basket of grapes, so now you have two baskets of grapes, each with 100 grapes, for a total of 200, although you have to take two grapes total as trumas meister, you may not take two from either basket. You have to take one from each of the baskets because each basket has a separate obligation in the event that it wasn't tied properly to be tied. And those obligations are not equal because midoraisa either they were or weren't tied. And the demai obligation is to not rely on the principle of rove to go for the majority, meaning that each one has to be tied individually um, as opposed to just, again, a, a positive demand of the rabbi to tithe everything that comes from Amaharetz. Um, and that being the case, since our obligations are different, one would have to tithe each basket separately. That's the principle at hand here. Now, our Mishnah is going to focus on the question, which is sort of dependent upon the practicalities and the realities of the food supply and bakers in the time of the Mishnah. So uh, the Machlokas in the Mishnah, to a great degree, really can't be applied to anything today. It depends largely on the question of how bakers were supplied with their uh, grain, flour, etc. back in the time of the Mishnah. So now our Mishnah will consider the case of one who purchases bread from a baker. Now this baker is getting his flour from somebody and perhaps from more than one person. And if that's the case, so then if you made two loaves of bread and each loaf came from a different source of flour and the sources of that flour were amaratsim. So then each loaf of bread, like my example of the each basket, has a separate tithing obligation with respect to the lachas of demai. So the question is, if one buys multiple loaves of bread from a single baker, can he assume that they all have equal equal tithing obligation and therefore take the trumas meiser for both equally? Or does one have to tithe each loaf differently? So we'll have three shitas here. Um, each sheet will get more strict in terms of the fear of these loaves coming from a different source. The first being the most lenient says, If one purchases multiple loaves of bread from a baker, You are allowed to tithe from two loaves, one that is fresh from today and one that came from yesterday. You can take the tithes from the fresh on behalf of the unfresh or the meaning today's on behalf of yesterday's, or of yesterday's on behalf of today. That is to say, we're not afraid that the supplier of wheat from yesterday is a different supplier uh, for the wheat that created the loaves for today. The actual literal translation of this Mishnah is chama means warm and tonenis means cold. But again, it means chama means more warm, meaning fresh bread from today, whereas tonenis means cold bread that was not as fresh because it came from yesterday. I feel it with foods and harvey. Even if the breads have been made in different molds. That is to say, you know, one is, let's say, a baguette, and that baguette was baked yesterday, Thursday, and the other one is a challah, which was baked, let's say, today, Friday. Still, Rabbi Meir is makel and says, no reason to assume that yesterday's source of flour is any different than today's source of flour. 
Rabbi Yudah also, Rabbi Yudah is strict. Rabbi Yudah forbids that. He says, Sha'ani Omer, I say, Rabbi Yudah says, Chitim shal emesh, hayim Maybe the wheat that was supplied yesterday came from supplier A. Vishal hayom hayu And the supplier of wheat that made today's bread came from a supplier B. And two different suppliers have two different obligations under the lachas of Damai. And therefore you couldn't tithe a bread baked today on behalf of bread baked yesterday, or vice versa. Rebuta, therefore, is strict regarding um, different days' breads, the Tzonenes versus Chama issue, yesterday versus today's bread. However, he agrees with Rebbe Meir that the fact that the breads are baked into different molds, meaning, for example, one is a baguette and one is a challah, or whatever the case may be, is significant. He doesn't sense the significance, and therefore, as long as the breads came from the same day's baking, it doesn't matter if they look different or baked in different molds. Rabbi Shimon Oser, Rabbi Shimon is strict in both of these dimensions, meaning he forbids taking a tithe on today's bread from yesterday's batch, or vice versa. He also even forbids if two breads were baked today, but one is the baguette and one is the challah, for argument's sake, meaning they're two different tfusin, two different uh, molds they were baked in. He, Rabbi Shimon, holds that two different molds suggest that the breads are different in source, and therefore they would have different obligations in terms of tithing. So he's strict on both dimensions. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Shimon Oser Betrumas Meiser. Rabbi Shimon is strict and forbids the taking of one on behalf of the other with respect to Trumas Meiser. That's just a shorthand for saying the usual Demai tithes, as we've explained so far. However, Umatir Bachala, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Huda for that matter, and Rameer for that matter, all would agree that when it comes to the separate obligation of taking Chala, that is the obligation to take some dough from a large batch of dough uh, and give that dough to the Kohen. So the obligation of challah is equal between all the loaves, and therefore uh, one could take challah from one loaf on behalf of the other, even if the loaves came from different days or are of different uh, molds or both different days and different molds for that matter. The reason why is because the obligation to take challah doesn't kick in until uh, the mixing of the flour and water together, which all occurs under the auspices of this baker, and therefore prior to the mixing of the flour and water together, there was no challah obligation, therefore they all are equally obligated in the challah uh, under the auspices of this particular baker. So no problem taking challah and one loaf on behalf of the other, according to everybody. According to the Bartanura, the halacha follows Rabbi Shimon in this Mishnah, meaning uh, we are strict and do not allow one to tithe today's bread and yesterday, nor even if two loaves are break today, if they're in two different tfus and two different molds, and one couldn't tithe one on behalf of the other, at least not for the ties that are required according to the lachas of Damai, one could, however, tie one or the other uh, if we're talking about taking the ichala.